Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, where we take TV shows and movies and binge them in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined by... Chris. And we're not being joined by the others today. They aren't really that interested in uh, binging what we're doing today, which is season one of Netflix's Castlevania. Uh, another uh, animated adaptation of a video game that we grew up with. I sort of grew up with it. I didn't own a copy. If I wanted to play it, I had to go to somebody else's house. Same here. I could. I had to either borrow it from a friend or rent it from Blockbuster. That's that. Tell that should tell you how old <laughs> how old I am. Um, and you know, t- truth be told, Castlevania games weren't my favorite, but I recognize what how important they are yeah. in terms of video games because. Well, it spawned a whole genre of video games and the Metroidvania Well, I, I don't think it gets as much recognition as what they should in mm. terms of games. Like, yeah, the games, like, I don't know how the current ones are, but yeah. if we go back to, like, the first two or three, they're hard. Yeah. Like, they are hard. That was when video games weren't just hard, they were Nintendo hard. When you didn't have continues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when there weren't necessarily passwords that allowed you to skip to, to later levels. Some of them had, had that. Mega Man. Mega Man. Mega Man was the main one. But not all of them. And that's why, you know, we liked reading stuff like Nintendo Power. Because it would give us tips on how to beat some of this stuff. <laughs> See, unfortunately, I'm one of those guys that did not grow up reading Nintendo Power. I didn't get my first Nintendo Power issue till I was in high school. Mm, okay. But... Um, yeah, that was that was the thing. Everybody was just sort of like, "Oh, I found this cheat code that that will give you like uh, thirty extra lives." You know, which yeah. was really important when you were playing those sorts of video games. Uh, I think probably one of the harder games was, and I know I'm going to mispronounce this, because, but um, was Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Gaiden, yeah, that was. And then when they finally did a three D three D remake or three D uh, update of it, it was also ridiculously hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, I, I, I honestly have never played those games either, mm. but I am familiar with them. And with Castlevania, you know, Castlevania, I know one of the later games, Symphony of the Night, is the one I think that a lot of people hold up as being one of the best of the Castlevania games. I yeah. think it was still one of the 2D ones. It was before it got into um, some of the, the more 3D, recent ones having platforming. Have... The more recent ones have gone back to the old school style, where the, it's the side pro- uh... proper Metroidvania style. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not like the 64 versions mm. of the games that were coming out, which were also a hard yeah. pain in the ass. But, know, uh, Castle, but yeah, Netflix's <laughs> Castlevania, I know it has like three seasons now, I think. Yeah, uh, well, we got it right yeah. here. Let's pull it up real quick. Yeah, it's yeah, got it's, three seasons right now. Uh, season f- Yeah, three seasons of uh, four, eight, and ten episodes. We're only doing season one today. Uh Looks like they're your basic half hour, half hour episodes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Twenty three to twenty five. Twenty eight, I think. Yeah, the basically the sort of stuff that would have been on your average TV, although probably not for kids. <laughs> now, because <laughs> it's definitely, blood and violence. And definitely violence. because I don't know if you ever saw this or not, but do you remember that bootleg uh, Power Ranger fan video that came out? Uh, a few years back. I do I do vaguely remember. The guy yeah. who did that video was involved with this show. I do seem to recall hearing about he that. He was also... One of the things that sort of put it on my radar, but for various reasons he, I never got around to also, watching. He was also... I think he was the executive producer for Dread. 
okay, now you have definitely got my interest because you know I like because you know I like Dread. I know oh, you yeah. like Dread too. Oh yes. Please Love make it. the Dread TV series already. Netflix, make it happen, please. Definitely. Um, but so that's about it for this uh, intro, I think. Unless um, another else. thing is that um, I don't know a lot of the monsters from the games. Mm. So if they are in this series, besides Dracula. Yeah, same um, same here. I'm let, not gonna really know. We're uh, not really gonna know. Let, the names let, of all let these. us let us know uh, uh, which of the monsters from the games actually made their animated debut in this. Yeah, yeah. You can always just put it in the comments <laughs> if you want to correct us about the names of some of this stuff. It's like the only thing I really can know going in about this is Dracula, Dracula, and the Belmonts. Yes, Simon Belmont, I think, was the first one, and various other members of the Belmont Alucard's family. Alucard, Alucard, uh, yeah, the Dracula's son with the backwards name. <laughs> yeah, because that's just one of those tropes when it comes to vampires. Now they always like to sort of sneak in the backwards spelling of their names. Yeah, just about. But that was also done during the Universal Pictures. Mm, that's uh, true. Monster movies back in the 30s. So, but anyways, let's so, get started. So, yep, we'll, we'll see you after the binge. Okay, and we're back, having finished season one of Castlevania on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't seen the series, spoilers from this point forward, so, but I definitely did, definitely did like it. Um, obviously, not being too familiar with the series, I can't say everything about what was adapted. It, what it was adapted from and what it wasn't, but you looked it up. Yeah, the... I, I was kind of curious because I didn't know if this was an original story or if it was based off any of the games. And season one, for the most part, is based off of uh, Castlevania three. Um, and parts of season, well, characters from seasons two and three, uh, they were ba they were taken from or borrowed from or whatever um they are from curse of darkness okay i'm not familiar about about all the games obviously so. yeah but if you're a fan you'll know where they come from yeah but they did give us at least a bit of an origin story for why shit's all fucked up in the series yeah uh the prologue uh featured a woman named lisa going to visit dracula because she wants to become a doctor so she can help uh, the people Dracula's initially not impressed, but she does end up impressing him with her, for, no. with her forthrightness about the, about the fact. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, Oh, well I, I'm not really a believer in, you know, uh, magic, magic, or not, not necessarily magic, but you they, know, like at the time, uh, where there's where this show is taking place, a lot of people like there really weren't any doctors. Yeah, it was set and, in like the prologue at, at the very least was it, the prologue was 1455. Yeah, that should tell you how far back and back we're talking. So here. at the at that point in time, uh, you know, a lot of people were believing in you know like pray you know like you know the they, they, they they let their they let their belief try to be the thing that healed them for whatever ailed them, not thinking. And superstitions time. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. She knew, I guess she was just like, you know, one of those people who was just like, this doesn't really work. And, and so she she was a woman of science. Yes. And Dracula, being an immortal, has the science of the immortals, which is basically future tech. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, look at his castle. Yeah. Um, which doesn't even look like a traditional castle, by the way. It doesn't. Yeah. I, it doesn't really look like the way it was portrayed in like the original games, or if you've seen mm. the intro, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, she uh, came to him saying, you know, I want to. Uh, take what I know and use your knowledge. knowledge, your technology, and combine that together to help people. And he was like, okay, let's do this. And she convinced him also to travel the world as a man, see the world as a man, rather than sitting in his castle, lording it up like a, yeah. an immortal vampire. Uh, so And then everything went wrong. <laughs> they yeah. had like 20 years together uh, where she evidently married him and... Conceived a Con- son. Conceived who, a son. If you are familiar with the games, the son is called, Alucard. It's called Alucard. Yep. Not the one from Helsing. Uh, Very mu- well. The one from Helsing is basically supposed is actually Dracula. They yeah. just he just goes by Alucard instead. But regardless, um, well, twenty years after she met, meets Dracula. They burn her at the stake as a witch. Yes, because they think that, oh, all the stuff that she does is witchcraft, you know, because... Uh, all the, all, you know, she, what is the science stuff? People just need to trust in the word of God. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, like, when they were burning her at the stake, the uh, the bishop was talking to one of the priests. He was like... There was the always, mayor of the mayor of Oh, Tata yeah, was the Vista. mayor of the town. And he was like, you know, there were roots in there. There were plants. There were these potions in there. There was all, all this the, witchcraft stuff that was in there. In her house or wherever the hell it was she stayed, yeah, she was in. In, in uh, Lupu, yeah. Yeah, and um, so they apparently took her, burned her at the stake. And she's she was begging, and she was begging Dracula to not do anything. She was and, like, and granted, it was something like right out of the forgive, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Only instead of saying forgive, forgive them, Father, it's more like forgive them, my husband, my husband. Yeah. So um, and. Yeah, he wasn't there, didn't hear it, and well, he, he basically goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, he when he finds out uh, what happened, because what was it, he went back to their... To, he went back to, to her village. To her village to find her, sees that her house has basically been burned down to the ground, talks to one of the village people there, she tells them everything that happens, and he basically goes, oh, hell no, and then goes to... Uh, Targa Vista. <laughs> where they had burned her at the stake. And basically told them, you have one year to make peace with your god. And then I'm going to come in and I'm going to kill you all. If you don't want to die, get out of Wallachia. <laughs> yeah. So it show, and yeah, and it shows him, you know, doing whatever in his castle. He's and, summoning an army. It's going to take him a year to, to pull it off. Yeah. And of course, his son is like, you know, I'm grieving with you. I mean, I get your, where your grief is coming from, but this is a bad idea. Please don't do this. <laughs> exactly. But he goes through with it anyways, and, well, if you kind of know your Dracula history, then you know who Vlad the Impaler was. That's pretty much what it looks like when... He unleashes, he unleashes a demonic horde on Targavista, summons his castle there, and sets up shop. <laughs> no, see, and it's also what he does before he uh, brings his castle there. Like, other than, you know, you see a giant fiery version of his head, coming out of the clouds basically of him saying i gave you a year to make peace with your god and what are you doing you're You're celebrating celebrating the fact that you killed my wife (laughs) so not only does he light a church or not even a church it was a cathedral cathedral basically boom and just detonates it (laughs) and but his castle is right where the cathedral once was so that was a huge middle finger right there yep 
Um, and it's, you know, the whole thing, you know, rain of blood, it's raining fire from the skies, the demons It's a Slayer music everybody. video. Yeah. It is a straight-up Slayer music video. If you could set it to Slayer's raining blood, actually, somebody do that. <laughs> yes, yes. To Slayer's it, raining blood, uh, then it, it literally goes very well with that song. But anyways, uh, so yeah, the whole, almost the entire, well, yeah, like a whole town gets Targovista basically gets annihilated massacred and then he orders like all these demons spread out all over the countryside to any every, other city every other city and he lists them all but yeah just and like kill them all kill everybody um and then yeah. in after that uh it skips to uh a little village village somewhere, somewhere. and we meet the main protagonist who is Trevor, Trevor. Belmont not Simon not any other ones, but Trevor, Trevor Belmont. And that's, you know, that's the scene where I finally noticed the writing uh, style of Warren Ellis. Because that was, that was the thing I hadn't been aware of going into this, was that Warren Ellis wrote the series. I've read uh, some of his comics. I've read uh, Transmetropolitan, which can have some pretty, pretty fucked up stuff in there. Uh, but it's, Is it as bad as Preacher? I haven't read a whole lot of Preacher, so I Preacher, can't really say. Preacher, they had to water it that, down for the show. Yeah, well, that's Garth Ennis. Yeah. I, Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis are two peas in a pod kind of kind of thing when it comes to that. But it was the conversation between the two yokels in the, in the pub talking yeah. about goats and stuff. I was like, okay, that's like straight up. Uh, that's straight up Warren Ellis writing style sort yeah, of but stuff there. Probably the funniest line during that whole conversation was, so I hit him in the face between the eyes with a shovel, and then he went blind afterwards. And then they were blaming me for that, and I was like, well, do you think it's because he had sex with a goat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if, and, yeah, but anyway, Trevor is, hang, is just sort of chilling there in the, in the bar, having, you know, getting drunk, and... Then unfortunately the yokels start getting getting angry about the fact that it's all these great houses, all these rich people having wars with one another. They don't give a shit about us, and they specifically mention the Belmonts. Yeah, and, and that's what so, he just partly kinda... partly blame the Belmonts for the demons running rampant across and, the, and the countryside. And he's sitting there, and when he kind of hears his family name get mentioned. He doesn't really react to it. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't speak up because he's drunk off his ass. But he, but no, he has a reaction of just like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I'm going to need to hurry up and leave. Uh, that, I had vibes of uh, Geralt of, <laughs> from Witcher just, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes, he tries to get himself another drink, and the guy that was telling the goat story sees the emblem on his shirt, yeah, which he's trying to keep covered up, by the way. Uh, and he goes, oh, what's that on your chest? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. It's just an old shirt. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't anything. mean anything. He's, he's trying to talk his way out of it. Yeah. yeah. And all he wants is one more drink, you and, know. And then he's going to leave. And nope, they decide they want to pick a fight with a guy whose family has been hunting monsters and demons for generations. Yes. So, you know, little fight breaks out or whatever, and uh, he... He gets and, his ass kicked, but he still wins. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he get Well, he's drunk off his ass, and like what he said... He's out of practice. <clears throat> he's out of practice, yeah. Because really. his family... This is another thing. His family got excommunicated, basically. Uh, but they didn't really explain the reason. That, well, because the church accused them of using black magic. Oh, well, how else are you going to fight demons? 
Well, maybe not really using black magic. But, but we don't see Trevor use magic at all. He uses a consecrated whip. <laughs> which is... And a bunch of knowledge about this is the stuff that kills demons. Which, <laughs> as far as I know, in the games, the whip is passed down. Yeah. So, um... That's true. We can't really speak for what his what the previous generations may or may not have done. But. I mean, they could in a future season, you know, maybe if they wanted to, they could do a store a season based off of Simon. Mm. So they could do that. Whether or not that's planned for season four or not, because I don't know what happens in season three because I haven't watched it yet. But well, that'll be a thing when we get to that one later. Exactly. But, um. Anyway, after he gets after the whole fight in that uh tiny little town, he moves on to to Gresha, which is the setting for the rest of the the rest of season one, at the very least. And well, let's see. The gates are are barricaded. <laughs> they're not just closed; they're barricaded. In, if on, on the inside of it and the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sneaks his way in through the sewers because there's always a sewer. There's entrance. always a sewer entrance. Uh, and the city is basically a wreck because it's been attacked every night by the night hordes. All the demons basically yeah. come around every night. Uh, and he goes around and starts just chatting with some of the locals and he finds out that there's a tribe of people called speakers in town who are sort of like gypsies, but not exactly gypsies. If they were storytellers. Yes. And they're pacifists. The, the yeah. speakers also, they don't really believe in violence. Or they don't really like having to resort to it. They yeah. try to avoid that sort of thing. But they go around collecting stories from all over the country. Uh, and we find out later when he speaks with the elder of this particular tribe that sometimes the stories they get are from the future. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> hey, then I, again, I, I, we also I, we do find out that they know magic, so maybe that's where it comes well, from. Well, one of them knows magic. I can't, they didn't really show the others. This is true, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But there's also he also hears about a local legend about the sleeping soldier, uh, some, who is under the city, who lives under the city, and uh, and will could possibly be awoken to help save save the country, sort of thing. Your typical sort of King Arthur, man in the king under the mountain, sort of sort yeah. of sort of legend. But while he's going, uh, he he meets the the speakers when he finds the elder being accosted by a couple of priests. And so Trevor basically steps up and helps helps save him. Yeah, he's trying to not... He himself is trying not to resort to killing these two priests. Because they're idiots. Because they're idiots, and they're not the ones who really had anything to do with his family's situation. Exactly. So, But he's just like, you guys are dicks. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. And, and when they don't, he takes off one of them, one of their fingers and takes an eye out of the other one's head. <laughs> all with this whip, by the way. Yep. And even then, he's just like, I'm out of practice, but well, I'm still cold sober. You're going to get your ass kicked. Well, the one that pulls a knife on him and he gets told to uh, basically kill Belmont. Mm-hmm. Belmont's He's not even trying to do anything to him. He's trying to either disarm him or he's trying to... Just basically shove him out of the way. Shove just him out like of the way, yeah. Dodge and push him away. Just like, you don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, like what you said, he uses the whip. Next thing you know, the guy's eye is hanging from a wall. <laughs> um, but then after, you know, he goes and meets with the rest of the tribe and he finds out that there's one of them is missing, that... This the one that went missing. The elder's grandchild went down into the catacombs to try to find the sleeping soldier, 
and the Sleeping Messiah, whatever you want to call it. And they won't leave the city until they can, at, le- at the very least, recover the body. Yeah. Because they don't believe in not tending to their dead. Uh, and Trevor, meanwhile, doesn't really care about any of this. He just wants to get some food, get some drink, get some more, more drink. No, more drink. <laughs> and then some possibly some food and move on. Because he's just like... Well, it, this is where uh, I think they bring up the line about the about essentially the indifference of good men. That all yeah. it takes for evil to succeed is for uh, for people to stand aside and let it happen. And Trevor basically that's why he doesn't really do a whole lot to to help people because his family got excommunicated. But if the people had spoken up against the church, it might not have happened. But they didn't, so he's like. Fuck him. <laughs> well, he does do a lot of shit talking against the church. Yes, well, not without reason. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's got his reason. It's not like he hates the church. He just hates what happened to his family. Yeah, but he basically does agree to go, uh, go find the missing, the missing speaker, and that's where episode three f- comes in. He goes into the goes into the catacombs where uh, we have our first boss fight as he fights a stone, stone Cyclops. Yeah. A Cyclops that is shooting a beam out of its eye. Of course. And everything that this beam touches turns to stone. Like at one point in time, the, uh, it catches part of his cape and it, uh, yeah, it turns to stone, but he just takes it, breaks it off. And then he eventually kills it. Yeah. He eventually kills it. You know, the only way that you can probably kill a Cyclops. The first time he tried to kill it was, he threw Staked his, it essentially. Yeah, he sh- he threw his uh, dagger. Short, no, it was a short. It was, it was a short sword. That's right. It was a yeah. short sword, and it gets lodged into his chest, like almost right where the heart is. He's like, "Come on, you're just, just dying." It's just like this is where you fall down. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't fall down, so he gets he gets it back, mm-hmm. twirls it in the air a little bit, kicks it, and then it goes in straight into the creature's eye. And it finally and it finally collapses. And because he killed the Cyclops. It restores everything that uh, got turned to stone, including the speaker, yeah. who was a girl, because of course you have to have have to have a female protagonist in there somewhere. Yeah, but then again, I'm pretty sure that to the head of the speakers, it didn't really matter what the gender was. Yeah, this is true. I want my grandkid back. Um, and of course, when he, of course after she turns back, they talk a little bit. He leaves. She kind of like looks, hangs out around for she, like a She lingers for a moment and turns around and sees the other bodies that had been turned to stone and then had been shattered, turning back to flesh and blood and just blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great little, it's a great little spot there. Um, but he goes back to the speakers and it's just like, okay, you've got your missing member back. You, sh- you need to get out of the city because the people here are blaming you for what happened and they're going to kill you. <laughs> Uh, and the speakers don't want to leave because, um, well, actually, no, she goes back to the, to the rest of the speakers. He ends up getting, then gets caught by the priests and taken to go see the bishop, the same bishop who burned Dracula's wife, who was also voiced by Matt Frewer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically the bishop still is, Firmly believes in believes in his in his faith and that you know if the people had trusted more in the word of God this wouldn't have happened that woman yeah. was a witch she deserved to die you know and the word of God will will protect me protect everyone and he basically says to, says Trevor get out of town you have until sundown and if you're still in town after that you're, you'll you die mm-hmm. and he basically says if you do this 
then maybe we can talk about restoring your family's your family's place within the church sort of thing reversing the excommunication trevor's just sort of like you're just a bishop the order for the excommunication came from a little bit higher that's what i was was like the pope (laughs) well and then the bishop just basically says you know the other cities are all let the other cities die. You know I'll be here in in, Gre- in Gresham. You know I'll essentially be the church because of he's a because he's still just a man, a miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> and so Trevor goes back to the speakers is like you need to leave. You need to leave because they're gonna because the mob is gonna come and they're gonna kill they're gonna kill you all because they think that this will save them. And well, they don't. They refuse to leave. They're like they'll face what their fate because it's the right thing to do to stand up to stand up for themselves. And when so then it's as the sun starts setting, as the night horde starts to come, and the and the mob arrives with the torches and pitchforks and everything. Speakers aren't there. Trevor sent them down into the catacombs for safety. And that's that led to one of like the the comedic moments because the Cyclops' body is still there. Still one of the, yeah, one of the speakers, that's right. Just like, one of the speakers just look, kind of looks at it and goes, I think I saw it move. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so Trevor faces off against the, the priests and the mob and is just like, yeah, I'm not going to let you kill them. And so he, that leads into the into the f- final episode of the season as he leads a merry chase through the, through the city until... They finally have him cornered in like the town square, but Sypha, the the, the, speak, the speaker girl that he saved in the catacombs, turns out she knows magic. <laughs> yeah, and she creates like a nice little circle of flames around him to protect him. She starts throwing like fireballs and ice around, <laughs> and um, she creates a path for him to walk down. And as he's walking down this path, he looks over. There's sees, the priest that he took the finger off. Yeah, there's the asshole priest, and he looks at him. He goes, "I want you just." Me and you, one-on-one, you know, you're so good at telling other people to kill for you. Let's see if you can do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts saying, asking the people, like, have you ever seen a priest pull a knife on anyone before? Have you seen ever, Have you ever seen a priest threaten an old man? <gasps> yeah, so he starts... And he basically tells exactly what's going on, that your bishop is the same bishop that, that killed Dracula's wife that brought this down on your heads. <laughs> yeah, so... He, of course, you know, he gets the entire town to kill. The, the, yeah, the mob basically turns on the asshole priest. Yeah, <laughs> which is just like one of those moments where if this was in a movie theater, everyone would go, woo! Yeah. <laughs> but since we're just watching this in the in the privacy of our own home, we're not really going to do that sort of thing. We're just like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, <clears throat> but after that happens, the Night Horde shows up. Oh, I forgot to mention the Night Horde because the episode four opened with them Paying a visit to the bishop. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they basically broke him. <laughs> Literally, in more ways than one, they broke him spiritually and then physically. Well, they didn't really break him physically so much as they chewed his head off and then drank his blood. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, you don't really see it, but you hear. You, it. Yeah, you hear a lot of slurping noises. Um, uh, and a uh, little bit of chewing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, um, but you know they're they're he's you, it he's was, an asshole victim. You don't really feel sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, you really don't, especially when you you know you watch the first episode. But the first episode and episode three, where he's basically like, "Let them all die. I'll be the one in charge afterwards." 
typical greed and and pride there. Oh yeah, and he uh, what was it when he was trying to tell these demons to leave? Like, oh, this, this is, is a house, house of God. God, and it's like it's an empty box. <laughs> um. And so the demon basically ends up winning the whole conversation. Like, you know, like your God, you know, you make your God puke is what he said. Yeah. Um, and then he said, the demon was like, uh, God turned his, God has abandoned you Mm -hmm. because of what you did. And, uh, but he's like, you know, God may not love you, but I love you. You let us. You let us in. (laughs) And then he goes, "Let me kiss you." And that's when chomp, chomp. (laughs) Yeah, that's when he kills the bishop. But getting back to like the night horde, uh, Trevor basically assumes assumes command and basically tells everyone, "Is is there an actual consecrated priest of the church here?" One guy steps forward, (laughs) like, "You take some people, start drawing up buckets of water. You know what to do with water, (laughs) right?" And, you know, tells the guys with, like, pikes and everything, I want you guys lined up right here. Anybody uh, get as much salt as you can. Anybody with swords, wipe wipe the swords with salts. And then basically uses his family's knowledge of here's how you fucking kill demons to kill the Night Horde. (laughs) Along with uh, Sypha throwing throwing ice around and everything. It was, well, she created, like, these ice walls that they couldn't, that the Night Horde... To funnel the Night Horde down one path so they wouldn't get surrounded. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, one of the, one of the night horde, like one of like the smaller wing demons, uh, tries to lunge at the, uh, the group and Trevor goes, uh, pikes up, (laughs) rear pikes up and they hold their pikes up and the the demon gets impaled on. He was like, all right. Chop them up, and you see a bunch of the ones that have the swords going over. Like one dude slices his the demon's legs off, mm-hmm. and then they go and they just like completely massacre this one demon. Um, and then the and then the square sort of collapses underneath Simon, uh, not Simon, Sypha uh, and Trevor. Yeah, and they fall into the catacombs, deeper into the catacombs, where they finally find the sleeping Messiah. Yeah, <laughs> after a bit of platforming section <laughs> it was literally a platforming they section added, yeah they literally added the platforming section from the game complete with like the little piston things that you'd have to time your time your run through yeah think think those asshole piston things from Mega Man 2 oh, quick man stage oh god but if they didn't go back well if they went backwards yes that was the yeah um but they finally get to the sleeping soul sleeping uh, messiah's chamber Activate the thing, wake him up. Surprise! It's Alucard, <laughs> who's basically like, "So you, uh, you know, he looks at Trevor. It's like, do you think that I'm, I'm there, the Messiah that's gonna save you all?" He's like, "No, I think you're a vampire because <laughs> he could see his fangs." <laughs> yeah. And so then, plus we have, he's floating. Yeah, that's a pretty another good indicator. And so, oh that, yeah, did you notice uh, with the uh, the coffin that he was inside of? Did you notice the tanks that were right behind it? I did notice them. I wasn't don't really know much significance to those. They had blood in them. Well, so they were obviously they're meant to keep him alive or probably keep him subdued. I'm not really sure how they were subduing him. Well, I don't think it was so much that it was subduing him so much as that he was injured after his little fight with Dracula at the end of episode one. Yeah, uh, and because we saw the scar on his chest from it. 
Because he had a pretty pretty nasty looking scar there. Oh, yeah. So I think it was more a case of, I need to lay low for a while and recuperate. So that's why he, you know, has been sort of coop, staying underneath the uh, city for uh, a while with tanks of blood to rejuvenate him. Yeah. But um, so, but we have a fight between Trevor and Alucard. Yeah, I wouldn't so really pretty, call I, I wouldn't really call it a boss fight. It kind of reminded me of uh, in one of the Mega Man games when they introduced Proto Man and you had to fight him. Oh yeah. And then you don't really kill Proto Man in it. You sort you, of fight him to a standstill, and then he's like, "All right, peace, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of like the same thing where uh, the standstill comes with Alucard is close enough to bite um Trevor. trevor's throat and you know he's like i could rip your rip your throat out if i want to well simon or not keep saying simon because we it's talk a about, belmont it's a belmont but trevor has trevor uh, has like a dagger and he's and it's in uh alucard's chest not you know not yet to the point of staking him but it's just sort of like all i have to do is finish pushing <laughs> or if or alucard all he has to do is get a little bit you know push himself a little bit more closer in. And Alucard's even like, I could still rip your throat out. <laughs> and he goes, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, the point I, The point was to kill you. Living afterwards is a luxury. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they basically convince him to join them to... Or well, he basically is like, all right, so I think... I like you guys. I think you're actually going to be useful to help me, help me stop my father. <laughs> Because that's when he reveals, by the way, my name is Adrian Tepish. <laughs> they, they call me Alucard. <laughs> but the villagers call me Alucard. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I am the son of Vlad, Dra- Vlad Dracula Tepish. <laughs> and he basically says that the full version of the story of the sleeping Messiah said that he would be awakened by a hunter and a scholar. What does he have here? A vampire hunter, a hunter. and a scholar of magic. <laughs> and... And, and, of course, and then Season 2, that's when we see them join forces, but we'll get to that. We'll later. get to that in a future episode, but I definitely did in, definitely did enjoy this. Um, we'll definitely be have to do Season 2 at some point. We'll do that in a two-part in a two part binge because it's eight episodes long. Yeah, so. four and four. Four and four. And, if we, and when we get to uh, Season 3, we'll probably do five and five yeah. so that we don't have some sort of weird... Or we could do three, three, four. I don't know. Depends on how depends on how we want to handle it. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend checking out uh, checking out Castlevania on Netflix if you're a fan of the Castlevania series. Uh, definitely, definitely check it out. The or, animations animations pretty high quality. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's surprisingly good anime uh, animation. Like I was, well, it has a very anime feel, so it's fine saying anime. Yeah, because <laughs> if if you look at it, like the scene where he where Trevor is in the catacombs and he hasn't come across the Cyclops yet, but he come he's he comes across a torch. If you look at the scene. And if you're a fan of old school Scooby Doo, well, just old school cartoons in yeah, general. The 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 little like uh, the item on the wall that's the one that the character or whoever is going to interact with is the only thing that is that properly it, animated, not properly just a animated. Painting. Yeah, <laughs> properly animated and not painted on. Um, yeah, he and I both noticed that. We're just like, yeah, that's some like old school Western they, style they animation. Kind of, there. Actually, what's funny is. In the Scooby Natural episode of Supernatural, they had that. <laughs> they they make that as a joke in the episode, and it's done by Dean. I really do need to check out that episode at some point, but uh, well, that's who knows. Maybe we'll make that a make that a 
a mini binge. <laughs> one episode mini binge. One one episode mini binge, but that's for another that's for another uh, another day. Um, but yeah. No, here's the thing though. Uh, for anybody who's listening, if you're a fan and if you've seen all three seasons, uh, no spoilers have, in the comments, please. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers yet. And another thing is, if if they have not introduced any of the monsters that you that you like or any of the bosses or whatever from the games that have not been introduced yet, which ones do you want to see? Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good thing. Because yeah. one thing that I want to see, uh, I don't really know how they will bring the character in, is death. That's true. Death was one of the was one of the bosses you had to fight in one of the um, Castlevania. One of the other monsters that you had to fight, if I remember correctly, that was always weird to me. It's like you're fighting death, but he's not the final boss. How does that work? <laughs> well, Dracula. I know, but still, I'm mean, just like saying Doctor Wily and Mega Man. It's like not making him the final boss, which he almost was in one of the games. No, every single game he he's ended up being the final boss. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But, but yeah. Um. One of the other ones that I kind of want to see, I, I don't really know how they would bring this character in either, is uh, Medusa, because one of the, not really not really one of the bosses, but I think if I remember probably one of the enemies that was in the game was like the floating Medusa heads. Yeah, well they sort of had that with the Stone Golem here or Stone Cyclops. Yeah, but again, I would maybe. But it, it, some sort of floating demon head thing would be a good. Well, be maybe good. it could be like uh, Medusa created the Cyclops. There you go. Make make Medusa or something like her a uh, one of one of Dracula's chief uh, generals or something yeah. for his demon army. Um, oh, and, and that's that's another thing. If you're expecting to see more of Dracula in season one, you're not gonna get it. He's more. <laughs> he's in the first episode, and that's it. Yeah, uh, the the first episode is more of introducing Trevor Belmont. and Alucard and establishing why the demons are running amok in Wallachia. Exactly. Dracula is more prominent in season two. Well, because they've now got the, the you've now got your power trio for the for the main characters. Now you can move on and do the rest. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the other. I I don't remember if this particular monster was in the games or not. I think he was, but I believe Frankenstein's monster was in one of the games also. I want to say you're right, but again, I don't really remember a whole lot about the games. A lot of this stuff is just stuff I've picked up through osmosis from seeing and hearing about the games, and I've read a lot of stuff on TV Tropes, and I'm pretty sure it's popped up on there at some Probably. point. Probably. Uh, but I think that was for one of like the older Nintendo uh, Yeah, because it's like you've already got Dracula in there. Why not throw in all of the classic movie monsters? And, Mummies and zombies and stuff where like that. The, the Wolfman. Screw it! Throw the Wolfman in. Well, they sort of did. That the demon that killed the bishop was basically a werewolf. <laughs> he it, looked I, up, or was very much inspired by a werewolf. Yeah, you kind of get some Wolfman vibes off of him. But... Granted, he has those weird like spikes sort of growing out of his back, and he had multiple eyes. And but yeah. then again, demon. So, but anyway. Uh, I think that's that about wraps up this edition of the Benchcast. There's not really a whole lot else to talk about. Well, yeah, it's only four. Season one is only four episodes. Yeah, well, because so, it was more like they're testing the waters to see if this is going to work. Hey, it did. Great. Season two, now. Yes, and it's up to three seasons right now, and they, are, they had announced season four. Excellent. So we'll have some more to binge in the future. Yes. Oh, and another thing. Uh, any other video game franchises that you would like to see animated also. Metroid. 
Yes, Metroid, we discussed that. We discussed Metroid. Legend of Zelda. That's another one. Now, you know, because, you know, granted, it would be, it'd be weird to have Link actually talking. Because I remember the old so, Legend of Zelda cartoon from back in the 80s. Well, it's you, know, you <laughs> yeah, that, me, princess. That one, which was really, really, which nowadays I look back on, it's just, like, I was like, why did I like this series? But it was, when they did it was the, dumb fun. Do you remember when they did the crossover with Captain N? And the game master, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a, that's another one they could bring back. You know, kind of like change the tone up though. Uh, is would be Captain N, the game master. Um, but uh, nowadays you know, though, he'd end, instead of fighting alongside Mario and Mega Man and and Simon Belmont and all that, he'd be fighting alongside probably like Master Chief, probably. <laughs> or the Doom Slayer. Um, or he could be one of those generational type video games. This players. is true. Um, um, but, or just throw back, set it back in the 80s or early 90s, so that those games are still the ones that are out there. But anyway, anyway, we're getting we're getting sidetracked. Um, now another one of Adi Shankar's upcoming projects. Uh, there is no release date for this, but he is apparently planning on doing an animated Assassin's Creed series. For Netflix. Ooh, that makes me now, so interested. Now here's it. Now here's the other thing is. Which assassin do you want, or do you want it to be a completely original story? I would say a completely original story, because the way they've treated the Assassin's Creed games, well, the entire Assassin's Creed franchise is everything is canon. Yeah. The games, the comic books, the novelizations, the, the web, the web animation, the two movies, the two movies. I mean, three technically. The third one is the uh, the animated one that takes place uh, before Assassin's Creed China. Oh, Embers. Yes, Embers. Oh, that, that was the one I was talking about because it was released, I think, on online. So that's yeah. why I called it web animation. But all of it is considered canon. I don't want to see them trying to adapt Ezio. I don't want to see them trying to adapt Altair. Unless you're telling some a story about them that is distinct from the games that's, that... Uh, you know, so you, that can still stand on its own, but doesn't just try to adapt one see, of See, if they were games. to adapt Altair, I will say this, show us more of what happened after the events of the first game. Yes. Guess because you, while we got a lot of, a lot of explanation in Revelations... They didn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It just sort of, it skipped through periods because, in his life. Because there, because there was something that they showed in Revelations... Have, of, I want to see him going on the trip that got him the hidden gun. Yes, that's what I was about to bring up. Because he, he was... I just remember that moment in that game, which is like, fire the hidden gun. The hidden gun. I was like, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, um, but... yeah, they, they are playing on an Assassin's Creed one. I or Barn, if not him, Edward Kenway. After the events of oh, Black, Black Flag. Flag. Yes. Because it's clear he had a lot more adventures after that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, or just give us some some completely new assassin. Lord knows there is plenty of history to plunder. I could we could do an entire podcast just talking about Assassin's Creed. Let's not let's not divert Vinchcast. <laughs> that's a, that's a project for a future day. Um, but that this should that I think should wrap up this episode of Vinchcast. Um, but so for Chris, I'm Jay. Uh, we'll see you next time for our next binge. <laughs>